I would like to start this episode of Buffs and Nerfs with an apology. This apology goes to Boyan Nedic, who does our sound editing and editing of the podcast in general. For this episode, we will be discussing Destiny 2, a game that he has said we perhaps bring up too much. So, sorry, Boyan. And with that, welcome to another episode of Buffs and Nerfs. Uh, to, as you might have guessed from the apology, we are discussing Destiny 2. But first of all, let's check in with my co-host. I'm Sam Hall, and across the internet from me is Andrew Lance. Andrew, how are you today? Doing well. Check it, checking in, checking out, checking Wait, up. You're checking out? What? Don't check out during this. I need you to check in. I'm out! Bye! Uh, okay, solo episode. You know, I have some strong beliefs about the political structure these days. Wait, are you still there, Andrew? No, I'm. I'm all for this. Actually, this is just all right. right. Destiny Two is not being talked about. We're going to talk about why capitalism Can, if, isn't if great, is, but this, it could be worse. Is this um, the, is this the inaugural episode of your new po- podcast called Hall's Calls? Uh, it's hot takes from Sam. I Hall. was going to go with Samocracy, uh, but yeah, Hall's Calls. That's actually not bad. I like that rhymes. But <laughs> just kidding, everybody. We are here to talk about video games. We like to have fun. We like to we like to chat. You you guys are used to this very low standard of quality and work ethic uh, by now. If you've been listening, if not, welcome to the show. It's got a very low standard of quality and work ethic. Uh, but before we get into the meat of today's show, uh, just let's check in. Uh, video games, news, information, anything pop up for you, Andrew? I honestly haven't seen much lately. I'm sure some big stuff happened though. Uh, yeah, there's there's some stories. One that's been kind of on my radar recently was. A little bit about this whole have you heard about this whole um for skyward sword the um re-release of the nintendo zelda game that came out about a decade ago they're re-releasing it for the switch great i heard they were re-releasing it i I don't know if there's some kind of scandal well i mean i don't know if it's a scandal this is a little that's maybe a little bit uh much but so uh you're gonna i feel like you're actually gonna love this so they have this deluxe bundle where do you you know about amiibos right amiibos are little physical toys that you can buy of nintendo characters that yeah yeah, um, yeah, interact with the game i thought that stuff got canceled i thought no it's it's still around but they're definitely like like they've definitely shifted focus from it okay okay so we're getting an amiibo with this yeah, well, yeah, it was, it was definitely more, way more popular. Like, it was insanely popular. Like, there was, like, that craze with, like, Spyro, like, the Spyro Skylanders and whatever, all those games. Anyway, so they're still around. But anyway, so they interact they're with your game. They're sentient Funko Pops, got it. Yeah, yeah, like, they're definitely, they have emotion. They So, Nintendo created this bundle where you get the game and an amiibo. Great, whatever, it's like a deluxe bundle. Mm-hmm. Now, this the interesting part here is that fast travel is locked to the amiibo. So to enable fast travel in the game, you need to buy this deluxe uh, amiibo edition of Skyward Sword, which is pretty damn scummy. Hey, Nintendo's finally joining the group of bullshit uh, people like EA. Yay, They've been treading the line for a while. <laughs> yeah, and, and now and, they've just jumped over it fully. That's insane. What the and, now, and now the, the best part is, is since Nintendo fans gonna Nintendo fan, that shit sold out before it even like went live like that shit like that shit just instantly sold out across the board well nintendo fans are so slavishly devoted to nintendo that it's just like i mean i in a way i don't blame them for being such a blatant cash grab because they're like hey you know what at the end of the day we're not a cultural icon that's lasted since the at least 1980s in the video game world and revolutionized from like the the early 1900s yeah we're a corporation we're here to make money 
Like, you know, it's like, they're going to be like, yeah, we knew if we did this, we'd make an extra cash. So, yeah, that's what happens, Nintendo fans. You guys, when you prove yourself to be so loyal to a company, they will abuse you and try to make more money off you. Yeah, it's not. And that's like, crazy. again, and like that's when madness. we said, like, what's the Nintendo scandal? It's like, I don't know if I would tip the scale to scandal at that point. Oh, but I would. Wow. All right. There you go. That's bullshit. Saul's like something call, like uh, Saul's calls. Saul's, Saul's call. Call. Better call Saul. Saul, who's got some calls like Hall. Hall's calls. Uh, Hall's calls. Saul's. Yeah, it's a crossover uh, podcast. Me and um, Bob Odenkirk are gonna just uh, chat about current events. Speaking of Bob Odenkirk, I gotta say nobody. That I think that just came out recently. I don't know. If Is you've that seen... on Prime or something like that? I don't know what it's on. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's just on streaming first. I don't know if it's gone like. Sorry, I mean, by streaming, I mean, like, for rent or whatever. Right, right, like VOD, as they call it. Yeah, VOD, or, there you go. I yeah. should probably know the correct terminology. Eh, it's not video game related. You don't really have to know. Yeah, so that's crazy. That's that's nuts that Nintendo is doing that. That is just a blatant cash grab. Because it's not like some kind of like, oh, we have a little side mission or something. It's like, at this point, when you're playing any kind of large, open-scale, world-opening, big, exploring, adjectives-failing game... Fast travel is almost is like it is required pretty much, and to hide that behind something where you have to spend way more money for it, that well, it's it's not ridiculous. only that it's it's a paywall. It's like it's a paywall, but then you like have to purchase this like physical thing. So it's not mm-hmm. even like ah fuck it, I'll just go to like the eShop and just like buy the fucking three ninety nine upgrade or whatever. It's like prohibitively expensive, prohibitively uh, prohibitively available. Like the availability of it, as I said, it sold out instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then it's just like not only is it a paywall, but it's like it's an unreasonably difficult paywall to climb, I guess. Because well, just like all these hurdles. As as actually a minor aside on this before we move on uh, from this topic, was Skyward Sword any good? Like, I mean, I don't really know the Zeldas before That's Breath actually of the Wild, one, to be honest. The Wii Zeldas, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword are actually two of the only, I think almost the only, oh, I, I haven't really uh, played a huge amount of Majora's Mask. But other than mm-hmm. those three, I've played pretty much all the, like, and I played a little bit of the ones on Wii, but I never, like, played them through. Like, well, I you did through did the you have ones. a Wii or a Wii I had a Wii U, so I went back and I I think I have both the games. You just never because got the around Wii U to is them. is backwards compatible, so I think like when I had the Wii U, I, I bought them. But it's one of those things where it's like when you have like I, I had the Wii U and I bought so many like Wii games like of the back catalog because like at the time too they're like relatively cheap getting them used and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you are but a cheap. It passer. is yeah. Oh, well, we're for some things. For some things, I'm frivolous for. For other things, I, I can be known to be a little frugal. You have spent a lot on your funeral, saving the cost for your family. I, I think that's smart investment. Close casket, baby. But yeah. And so it's just... <laughs> How are you planning to go out? Jesus. But yeah, Scott, uh, long story short, Skyward Sword is, I mean, it's like every Zelda game or really like any new game in like a beloved franchise where it's like new game, it's like hype for the new game builds, new game comes out, doesn't live to the hype. People dislike it and like the old game better. Then like the new game starts to come out, the hype builds, and then like the previous game that just came out that everybody disliked now, like through like the nostalgia goggles of like five years ago, Everybody loves that game, rinse and repeat. That's the Zelda franchise. Every single time a new game comes out, they're like, but this game's art style was better, but this game was better. And then like five years later, they're doing the same thing for the new game. Well, I wish you hadn't done that imitation because we probably lost about 30 or 40% of our audience with your scathing imitation of a Nintendo fan. My God. Hey, I do it Cut because I am one Cut of them. them. 
Yeah, fair, fair. I'm indifferent. Like, I don't mind Nintendos. They're, they're fine, but I don't think I've ever owned a system. And uh, Well, if you refer to our... Uh, oh, I owned a N64 growing... for Goldeneye. Yeah. yeah, if you refer to our Growing Up Gaming podcast that we released a few months ago, you're def- mm-hmm. you definitely grew up a PC gamer. Well, like, mm-hmm. I was, like, in the exact time frame of, like, grew up with the NES, grew up with the SNES, moved a little bit more to PlayStation once the, the, the PlayStation N64, but still have fond memories of playing a shit ton of N64 at friends' houses and stuff. So, like, it's definitely cemented in my, like, nostalgia. PC gamer or not, Goldeneye was a part of my life uh, in my early 20s, so. I think if you're, if you're, like, somebody our age who, like, you know, were, you know, played video games, at some point you would have played a bunch of Goldeneye. Yeah. And speaking of Goldeneye, it's time to keep our eye on the gold of this episode, which is discussing Destiny 2. Mm, that segue. I just, yeah. I got, yeah, that that did it for me. Go right. did, do you need a tissue? What the hell was that? Jesus. I liked it. Um, I liked it. All it right. Was... Well, uh, I, I wish I had known that was going to be the reaction. I might have modified a bit because we're trying to keep this PG-13, you know? Are we? Uh, uh, the swearing level probably says we're not. So, what we're going to be talking about today is what I'd like to call the mid-year review of Destiny 2 with Sam and Andrew. Ooh. Sam, I yeah, I worked on that for a little bit. Getting t-shirts made of that. Oh, God, I wish. We really should have more merch. Like keychains. I feel like keychains need to make a comeback. Anyways, so, for our audience... Pl- uh, for our audience listeners, keep that stumbling boy on... Destiny 2 is a first-person shooter that it's basically the current ex- like sequel to the original Destiny. So, what Destiny shifted to recently uh, is a method where instead of just being simply a year of expansions, it's actually got these things called seasons now, jumping on the battle pass sort of thing. So, I guess, what would be the best way you think to start this, Andrew? Should we start with the story, or should we start with just purely jump into what's changed in the game? I'm, I'm trying to think about the best way to get into this sort of thing. I, I, I must have been in my head, it's kind of falling apart. So yeah, so I I, th- I think what we should do is maybe since we, you know, talked, we, we had a little, like, beyond, like, we had a little, like, uh, Destiny slash Destiny 2 retrospective, where we did, like, in, uh, look forward to Beyond Light. I, th- I feel like we should, Beyond Light was the big expansion that released in September? All right, so you want to just start with that then? When was it released? It was September, I believe. Okay, September, yeah. So I feel like we should do, like, a quick Beyond Light review. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll let you take that. I'll I'll, I'll let you take that away. All right, so Beyond Light was the uh, second, third? Third major expansion for Destiny 2? Yeah, because there was Forsaken, then Shadowkeep, then Beyond Light. Basically, every year Destiny releases a big expansion, then has... three or four seasons, which are sort of like smaller expansions leading up to the next year's bigger expansion. So in Beyond Light, the story so far is that uh, the Guardians are defending the last city of humanity. Uh, Everyone's worried about Savathun, which they've been teasing for like seven years and will get here eventually. They just dealt with this Shadowkeep and they've learned the darkness pyramid ships are on the edge of the horizon. And what does this all mean to you, gentle listener who does not play Destiny? It means nothing. It means basically you just shoot things. So, with the Beyond bad guys Light, are real close to being there, which they have teased now for fucking, like, ever. three, since the end of Vanilla Destiny campaign. Like, the end of the Vanilla Destiny campaign, they showed right at the end, sorry, Vanessa, uh, Destiny 2 campaign, the Vanilla Destiny 2 campaign. Not they Vanessa sh- Destiny, the uh, <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens Destiny? Oh, wow. 
so yeah so they tease those pyramid mm-hmm. ships which are like these like enemy ships they like entered our solar system i guess at the end of vanilla destiny 2 campaign which was what 2016 oh now? no they didn't enter the solar system they woke up Oh, Remember, they woke like, up. Right, yeah, right, Gaul's right, right. like explosion wakes them up. I don't think they entered the Destiny uh, system until Arrivals, Season of Arrivals, I believe. Or like yeah, right the that, that. that was the one that led. Oh no! Or no, no. Um, yeah, well, I guess Arrivals. I don't know. Well, Shadowkeep had one. Had Shadow one because yes, there was one buried right. on the moon, but right, that was right. more like that had been there for a while. Oh, by the oh, way, yeah, all that's this right. Season of Arrivals, you could see them. Remember, you could see like Rasputin's little image and you can like yeah. see them coming in and like that was like the storyline every week where they would they'd be getting closer and closer yeah so it was arrivals and that makes yeah. sense it was called season of arrivals and gentle listener this dissembling is a credit to the storytelling of destiny which we'll be discussing later in the podcast i have a list of which was always through. a meme and like spoiler alert it has gotten really good it's well, gotten better really good, i know what i'm doing better. now for sort of reasons but it's still we'll get to that we'll get to that yeah we'll get to that so anyways, in Destiny, you're basically a superhero space knight, I suppose, space wizard or space, like, whatever you want to be. You have m- smaller skills that you use more often, you have a major skill that does a ton of damage or does something awesome, and you're just constantly shooting enemies with, I will say, first of all, I think you will agree with this, some of the best first-person gunplay in the uh, going in games oh, right yeah. now. The, the, like, the how, gunplay, how the, the movement, mm-hmm. the uh, feedback of the guns, the sound design of the guns. It's just- great the movement everything is just is like no matter how bad i mean we've we we talked about in the retrospective like we took a long break um after the destiny 2 vanilla campaign i took a bit of a longer break i didn't come back till after shadow keep it released um you a couple months before i think maybe six months maybe even a year before mm-hmm. but that's what kept, that's <laughs> what one like the like the, why, that's what brought me back was like the uh, gunplay is just so satisfying yeah i remember when i came back we were saying like, oh, yeah we should get back in Destiny. okay and then i bought it and then you're like eh, i'm not getting it I'm like oh okay well you'll buy it oh it just went free to play two weeks after i bought it well, mm-hmm. I bought the expansions, at least there. Oh, now those are free. Fucking Christ, Bungie. It's like they still have a camera in my house. I was like, Sam bought the product? Okay, now make it free. Well, and also, I remember what, what helped bring me back, too, was the... Um when they implemented crossplay with uh with steam or mm-hmm. i think at the time BattleNet, when it was not still cross play cross sorry, not cross play cross save cross save. cross save yeah that's the term where yeah. you could um play the same character across multiple systems because there was no way i was going to start again like start my characters again but as soon as that definitely enticed me when it was like you could bring your characters forward that you had on playstation because i had like from playstation from destiny 1 to destiny 2 on playstation i had the same character and then i didn't want to start a new character moving to pc so once i once they had that anyway that was a big enticement we're yeah we're, we're getting off the anyway so be, beyond anyways light, beyond light do you go want on, yeah. okay uh sorry <laughs> we uh i'm drinking a lot of coffee we're, today, ca- we're caffeinated today baby yeah it's it's coming at you hot hot and fast sweating oh, yeah i actually am i want to i am fan, i had to turn was, off my fan yeah so, blow on the like, mic i mean it's just uh we're suffering for you, listeners, so that you can have this wonderful, now almost 17 minutes of basically nothing being said. So, Beyond Light basically brought in one huge change to the Destiny universe, and that was the introduction of a new subclass element, Stasis. And in the lore, like, you're now wielding the darkness, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. they've been building up this, quote, overarching enemy called the darkness, and now you're, like I said, you've been wielding the light... Um, for up until this point, and now this is the first iteration that now you're uh, wielding the darkness power. Yeah, by the way, all of Destiny lore sounds like some stone college guy who's read like three or four different books from three or four different religions or histories. Like, oh yeah. He's really into Rush. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, it, you know what? Honestly, it does sometimes feel like you're like a 1970s prog rock album, the game. So anyway, Stasis brought in some stuff. Now, there's two aspects to Destiny we need to focus on with Stasis. Stasis is kind of the big change with this season, so we're going to spend like a f few minutes just drilling down on this. Now, I'd like to split it into two. The first section, we're going to talk about Stasis and PvE, and then we're going to talk about Stasis and PvP. A lot of hot takes going to hit on that second part. So... First of all, Stasis and PvE. I mean, a hunter. I pretty much just exclusively play the hunter. Uh, it's fun. It's great. It's great crowd control as a hunter super. Um, you know, freezing enemies. It's a lot of fun. Uh, how is it as a warlock there, my warlock friend? Uh, yeah, as a warlock, I also did play um, our, a fr friend of the podcast slash editor, Boyan, did dip his toes into Destiny, and I did play my other character, dusted her off, my hunter. But yeah, mm -hmm. primarily I played warlock, and yeah, like stasis in PvE, which is player versus enemy, so that's just, you know, playing, you know, s missions and whatever um, against ai like robot like ai um controlled enemies whatever that is it's tons of fun it's super powerful like it's ridiculously powerful would you say it's overpowered almost like i find it makes like when you have that super sometimes it just makes things that used to be challenging like a cakewalk i would say that the warlock well of radiance is a little bit more broken as far as power because like the well of radiance is just like it just negates mm -hmm mechanics a lot of times you're like oh i like in this fight i can't stand here and just damage the boss oh but now i can and then yeah. it also just like generates orbs for everybody plus like you drop a well and like with the right loadout you pretty much have your well back before it's even gone anyway well it is i'll say is oh sorry just to throw in my <laughs> yeah. two cents as a hunter hunters only have one real crowd control super and that's the tether and all that does is slow enemies down and make them like a little harder to fight this one is interesting because actually the stasis super is pretty similar to that except it not only slows them down it stops them and also causes them damaging thing it's like and fuck shit up yeah yeah the tether to an extreme sorry continue your thought there yeah so i mean in, like the melee like it has like a ranged melee attack that is super powerful like i kind of like built my build around by having mm -hmm. like using like uh, a weapon that like like refills my melee faster like i my exotic is like double melee so like i definitely you know built my 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 uh character a little bit around that for stasis um i really like it in pve i think it's a ton of fun i will say so when we originally played the beyond light campaign there were fast travel points around the map in the new location europa but there was like two near the bottom and then that was it of the map and then there was like none near like the northern i guess you want to call it the northern mm -hmm. section ha having played the game the first time like having played the expansion the first time it was a bit irritating just like kind of like okay you load into the lower area go way up north do a thing all right now like fast yeah. travel back to the lower area talk to a guy now go way back up at north but you like go a little west and it was just like a lot of back and forth but like it's all new and you're kind of like whatever this is fine as i said i dusted off my hunter and like replayed the campaign with uh boyan and that like unlocking stasis and shit on a second character is so tedious as soon as you do it on one character it should be account based or at least if it's not gonna be account based make it so that like when you beat the campaign you get stay well i guess the campaign is unlocking stasis but like i don't know especially someone like the, the way you um augment your subclasses you get these things called fragments and aspects that like they're like kind of like little modifiers for your class and like yeah little, they give you like modifications to abilities you already have yeah make them better changes. 
yeah make them better like chain better like um you know certain effects happen when you when you freeze enemies etc etc to get those you have to like go through and like unlock them and even on your main character they're like a little bit tedious to un it unlock took a them. while i remember by the time that i had fully unlocked stasis on my hunter i was definitely like okay i'm i'm done with this process i'd rather be doing strikes or game like something else like i'm tired of like okay now i gotta go to back and talk to a stranger again and i gotta go back and talk to a stranger again it was it was tedious like doing Varys, once like, i could never go do down it twice and talk to Varys and like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and like luckily now that now they did add a fast travel point to the to the northern area and mm. i guarantee the only reason they didn't have that on launch it wasn't an oversight that they're like oh we should have a fast travel point up here it was 100% to inflate playtime of the first playthrough. Yeah, it feels like 10 or 15% of your time was literally just traveling from the bottom of the map of Europa to the top. So And, like, there oh, yeah. are things to do. Like, if you just want to beeline it to the mission, it's tedious. But, like, it's it's a, like, Europa, the new location, is beautiful. It's, like, completely mm -hmm. covered in snow. Feels like one uh, of their larger locations. Too. Yeah, it's it's massive. It's it's There's a lot of good verticality to the, lot of, to the missions. There's that, like snowing mechanic where it gets really it snows really hard sometimes and blows your sparrow where i remember them i don't know i feel like that was Doesn't really it? like um like that was a huge feature where they're like dynamic weather and like all it really is is like sometimes it snows hard and like blows, yeah, your, does, does blows it, your bike sparrow does it actually blow your bike i haven't even noticed if it's yeah, oh yeah yeah, yeah. if you're just okay, your sparrow, i'll take your word just, for it i just i guess i just never noticed it well because if you if you battle against it you go a little bit slower but if you just like sit there on your sparrow it'll definitely like blow you one way and it's your no, sparrow i guess i'm never the... sitting on my sparrow really oh I'm yeah like, would be. Around, so maybe that's just why i didn't notice it um yeah. and like your sparrow is kind of like your little speed speeder bike racer thing that you can pull out and just zoom around so yeah so it's like a league to race sparrow that would be i mean it'll never happen again it happened before but there wasn't enough anyway so yeah so it's just like like when you're playing it the first time europa's new like you're going there's like a public mm -hmm. event happening there's a patrol mission there's this there's a little secret you're checking stuff out so it's not so much like oh i'm going straight from point a to point b but then later on when you're doing the second character or whatever then it's really like okay i just want to get this done and then you realize how yeah. tedious it is but as i said they they did finally put in another fast travel point like months later and it is better but i thought overall beyond light was good really good as far as like this again we haven't touched on pvp yet <laughs> i'm waiting to do the segue but I, I just wanted to like tie up beyond light as far as just mm -hmm. story was like the um the season that came out with beyond light was a little bit lacking like you had the whole like the uh, witch with the wrath hunts wrathborn hunts was that what they're now yeah well i think that was because the season came out with beyond light exactly, so it exactly. was sort of like they were like okay we don't have a big season but we do have the main and like i get story that. I, I get yeah that. If, I, if, like, I, the season it was that comes weak out with, but i get that yeah exactly. yeah if the season that comes out with the expansion is a little bit weaker that's fine like yeah. whatever like i mean you're still paying the same amount of money for it but like there's just so much content at that point it's like whatever i'm willing to let it slide yeah and like so other than the season which was like fine which i mean you did get a bunch about the crow also i mean we did get earthback cosmodrome so that was good we, we i mean there's not much going on in cosmodrome other than a couple strikes and some like like that new the battleground light mission. was in there yeah. um well the, the battleground the... wasn't out yet at that point Good, good point. Sorry, yeah, I guess we're getting. On yeah, I mean, there was like I, I did like the new light mission where you could like, like do the, um, if you were to start a new game, there's like a quest line and like <gasps> wait, as... wait, save this, save this because we have a whole thing about this is a free to play to work and I want to. I'm right, just gonna work right, that okay. in. Okay, I'm right, just gonna work that in. That. Dory, like, keeping you on your toes. This is anticipation we're building for I you, like it, I like it. And so, speaking of, hold on, hold on. I just wanted to like still tie it up in a bow. 
I thought, okay. be, I thought, I thought Beyond Light was good. I, w- I would give it like a solid seven and a half, eight out of ten. Speaking of eight out of ten, we're going to talk about stasis uh, in PvP. Uh, so stasis is great in PvE. I have an opinion about it in PvP, Andrew. What's your opinion of stasis in PvP? When you're playing some control and a guardian busts out his stasis super, how do you feel? I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I bear like, bef- like we've talked about it before. Like before, um, Beyond Light came out, we would we're not some crucible sweats. We're not some no. like PvP sweats, but we enjoyed a good crucible. We would do our three matches a week that you get for your pinnacle. And sometimes drop. you just do an evening of crucible. You're looking and for yeah, something. Other times we do. You know, we would look forward to Iron Banner. Iron Banner. Yeah. Yeah. We would do an evening of crucible. Other than the Iron Banners for Beyond Light, I have played maybe ten matches of crucible. So that tells you right there how much I like Stasis and Crucible. It's broken. It sucks. It fucking blows. It's not fun being frozen constantly. Mm -hmm. Everybody's super is so overpowered. I would say Titans probably. Like, Titans are, like, a little bit... Like are they the, the charge around ones? I can't remember. Yeah, they can just mm-hmm. slide everywhere and then they like freeze everything while they're sliding and then they got shotguns and they're just shotgunning everything yeah. and they just always yeah. have an overshield somehow. And it's just it's just out of control. It's just not fun. It went from like a game that, you know, had a lot of abilities. Like I like you can never call Destiny super competitive because of like all the or RNG balanced, and, Yeah, or balance, exactly. Because like everybody's got different guns with different perks and everybody's got, you know, a di- like everybody's got their loadout set up. Like meta everybody's keeps got, changing. Meta keeps changing. Like there's a lot of not RNG, but there's just a lot of like ability spam and there's just a lot of just like insta kill shit. There's just a lot of stuff that you can't play around like there's certain yeah. things that you you're just it's, like it's not like call of duty where they're specifically balanced a lot of stuff for the multiplayer element where no matter what your enemy is equipped with you're still kind of on an even footing there are times when you're playing against a guy and he's just got the perfect build for something and skills are coming out of his like he's constantly refreshing skills it's a, it's not an asymmetrical game i think is what we're saying for pvp go on no it is an asymmetrical game oh yeah it is no it's not a symmetrical game it is a, yes. yeah, see, yeah 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 sorry <laughs> didn't, I didn't get but a great sleep it's last just, night. It's just, it's like, for we were talking earlier, for a game, what I love about, oh, oh, I'm punching my mic here. What I love about Destiny is the movement, is the gunplay. So those two things are completely negated by stasis because everything, you're just so powerful with stasis that gunplay takes a, a back burner, which it almost already did because of the abilities. And then now you have stasis just, just running rampant in mm-hmm. the crucible. So everybody's just using stasis. Nobody's using guns. You can't use your dope-ass movement speed. Or, I mean, you are using it like as like a titan or, or like a hunter with your like little, with the little uh, dive smash mm-hmm. thing that they can do and it's just like you're just negating the two best parts of the game is the movement because you're constantly frozen and the gunplay because your guns are underpowered because everybody's just fucking icing everything to death all over the place and the thing is when you're frozen you have to do like an animation to break out of it and then 20 like 99 out of 100 times by the time you've broken out of the thing you're already dead like it, yeah. it takes so long that by the time you're already dead anyway well, those are my thoughts what are your thoughts on stasis well i mean you touched on exactly my opinion you see different video there's a thing uh, i'm going to discuss kineticism like some games like division are about hunkering down holding a specific area and fighting enemies then moving on to the next area and hunkering down so there's a sort of stop and go flow to the game which is great but destiny's big selling point it's been this way since the beginning is the fact that you never really stop moving whether you're doing a strike i mean occasionally you have to stop for like a complex raid mechanic or something like that but generally you're always moving forward you're always trying to get to the next you're pressing forward for sure 
Exactly. And Unless you're like, it's like a Grandmaster Nightfall, and then you're just like hunkered yeah, down. Yeah, but at away. that point, but you're kind of like. That's the minority. Yeah. And that was the beautiful thing about Crucible was that it's basically, generally speaking, everyone's playing control. Like, I think 98% of their online is the control mode in Crucible. And it was like, it's 6v6, where six people are constantly trying to chase each other down and get the kill, and then they die. It's a fairly high, quick death turnover rate in the game if you're like me. I'd like to say I'm good, but I'm not definitely not great. And But the kineticism is that constantly, like, okay, respawn, let's go find an enemy, respawn, go find an enemy, or, oh, I killed an enemy, let's move on to the next one. Like, there's that sort of thing. And the moment you take that away, I find the game just grinds to a halt. Now, the weird thing is, is there was a foreshadowing of this in Forsaken. Forsaken introduced an enemy called the Scorn, which are kind of like the Fallen, just sort of... I don't know, like, steampunk. They look like they came from a Mad Max movie or something. And one of the abilities that the captains had in that is they drop these little things that are kind of like turrets. Now, they do a couple things. One just shoots out flames, so it damages you if you're near. Another uh, gives, makes the enemies immune, so you have to shoot the thing before you can start shooting the enemies. But the third one basically acts as a tether for you. It tethers you. It stops you from moving. And instantly, and it, like, I was always... sucks you in pretty much to it. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, with a game like this where you're trying to move forward, anything that stops you from moving forward is an issue. And this doesn't just slow you down, which would suck, but, you know, there's things that do that already, so it's not that big a deal. But when it actually, you're sitting there, you're like, wait, I've just spent the last, like, 20 minutes, like, holding down the W key, pressing forward on the controller, like, suddenly I can't move and I want to, it becomes frustrating. And that's, uh, Stasis does that to the nth degree, in PvP. Now, the thing is, in PvE, it's and okay. it's fucking constant if it was like once yeah. or twice a match it would be annoying but it's like yeah. literally it's like i'm not exaggerating when i say it's yeah. nearly every death is you're dying to stasis nearly yeah. and what uh the the thing is like as you were i was going to point that out it's not just a super which happens once or twice a match per person it's like all the minor abilities tend to slow you down or freeze you and destiny is a game that you can take damage and keep moving, but as long as you're moving, it feels right. And the moment you stop moving because, and you think or feel you should be moving or want to be moving, it feels wrong. So basically, Stasis kind of ruined Crucible along with their decision to switch to connection-based matchmaking. And yeah, so long story short, uh, Stasis from Beyond Light is the big thing they brought in. And PvE, it's a lot of fun to use on enemies, absolutely, but... PvP when being having it used on you by some random guy, it's it just doesn't feel fair. It doesn't feel like it's balanced, and there it doesn't seem to be it's an anti -fun. easy solution. It's to. like the, the yeah. easiest way to say it is to sum it up is like it's anti fun. Like yeah. and like everybody's using it, and like everybody who uses it knows how much of a crutch it is. But well, you it's have just to. like exactly. It's like if you're not using it, like first of all, I'm not going to be one of those guys, but I actually don't use it in Crucible because I just like my arc subclass mm -hmm. in Crucible, and I'm not being like, well, I don't use stays. It's like I have used it. It's a lot of you know, it is kind of fun while you are using it, but then, like, for every one guy you freeze, you're getting frozen, like, six times or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's it's just it's it's just anti-fun and it's almost like as i said you were forced into using it because if you don't you're just not competing at that level because everything else is just in comparison not as powerful yeah and it wouldn't be such an issue i think if it slowed you down or if it froze mm -hmm, you but only froze mm -hmm. your feet so you could turn and shoot whoever's 
just froze you. But the fact that it simply makes you unable to do a thing, you can't pull a trigger, you can't even and even when you are anything. slowed, your your accuracy, like when you because you, before a lot of times there's a lot of abilities that quote slow you before they freeze you. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're slowed, like you're like all of your accuracy is completely gone. I don't know if you've like tried to shoot people while you're frozen, but like your reticle is like the blue. Well, you can't shoot so while you're frozen. You're, sorry, you're not frozen, frozen. Slowed, slowed. You're right. Sorry. When you're slowed, your reticle bloom is so wide, yeah. and like your fucking the reticle just keeps like bouncing around like crazy like it's next to the truth be told i find whether i'm frozen or whether i'm slowed i'm not skilled enough to be like oh i can get out of this quickly and i can still mitigate it's like as soon as i'm frozen slowed i'm pretty much like okay unless you kind of like get frozen behind a corner accidentally by somebody Mm -hmm. and you can break out like if you're in the midst of things and you get frozen like there's no even point to start the animation to break out because by the time you're like halfway through the animation oh obviously i forgot to mention too the best part when you're frozen you take like 50 percent more damage or something like that like you take an insane amount more damage when you're frozen so it's like as soon as you're frozen you're pretty much guaranteed to be dead because it's like a body shot and a headshot you're dead i i i something i think you suggest this one time and when we were playing is what i think bungie's immediate fix is either a no freezing slow me down or freeze me but allow me to turn and shoot enemies or b and this is the dramatic one stasis playlist if you want to rock stasis you play in this playlist if you want a non-stasis playlist you, you can't use the stasis subclass in this other uh, crucible playlist it's but again i don't really know i'm not a programmer i don't know how easy it well, is to implement either of those things that's that, that that leads into a good thing have you seen the um this past twab and the twab is this week at bungie it's their weekly newsletter they put out Wouldn't did you have twab? a chance twab twab whatever i don't know twab would be like t- this week of bungie. oh my goodness you what are, i'm just saying man you, like I unsubscribe from from Hall's calls. I'm I'm over it. I never even subscribed to Andrew's news. So. <laughs> What's news? All right. Well, this Andrew's. is the last episode of uh, Buffs and Nurse. So finish your thought and then get the fuck out of my office. Yeah, you've taken this over now. I don't even remember my point. Oh, so the um, Twab this week, Twab, thank you, if you will. They announced a bunch of like, and they have tuned a couple things in stasis since the release and one good thing that bungie has done recently well not one good thing they've done several good things but is they've really been tuning several like before if they tuned something or nerfed something or buffed something it was buffed in both pve and pvp it was just across the board if they were like this ability is too powerful like that's they nerfed it it was in pvp and pve now they're doing pve and pvp uh, tunings a little bit separate so they just released a bus so they've been you know tuning stasis a little bit but it's just like little tiny um nerfs here and there but they just announced a huge nerf wave coming for all like all the subclasses have, do they have say you... what they're gonna do yeah yeah so i guess so you haven't had a chance to look at it okay so pretty much the biggest one is um freezing lasts like half a second now and you're just unfrozen you don't need to break out it just like lasts like half a second Great. you're frozen and then you're just out like there's no animation you're just frozen unfrozen and then there's just like every class like all the problematic things have just got hit hard so and what i like too is they're not bringing the other light subclasses they're not buffing the other subclasses because imagine just all the other subclasses as powerful as stasis crucible would be even more broken it would just be like it would just not be it would just be, just be mayhem all the time mayhem being say, a game mode where you have your super all the time yeah, mayhem exactly is like there's 
heavy ammo everywhere there's um supers going off all the time you get your super back within like seconds really like your abilities and grenades gr like recharge instantly yeah it would just be it would just be insane so it's good that they are nerfing as opposed to like buffing other things um so i mean i'm not gonna sit here and fucking read the twab and go over every single nerf but the mm. all all the big offenders like the biggest things especially like the behemoth titans the Re the revenant um night stalker like the Net revenant hunters like wait they they're they're nerfing that the hunters yeah yeah well, I mean, the, the revenant is, is a spectral blades one right no revenant is um the stasis one Oh, okay. Sorry, I I told my head there. I thought that was the uh, name for the yeah. No, no. Yeah, and okay, then, then, then yeah. Uh, Warlocks got hit too. Like everybody's getting hit, but like I would say, like the like the the slidey the fucking slidey Titan thing it got like hit the hardest. I would say like you they can't just be sliding because like before it was just like you, they could slide and they like would create like a thing of ice all around them while they slid insane distances and then they could do this like uppercut thing after their slide that would also freeze. So if they slid into you. And even if the slide didn't freeze you, they would just do this uppercut thing. And if that didn't freeze you, then they would just like shotgun melee you. So it does seem like that. Oh, and they were originally going to push these nerfs with the next expansion because they were going to play test it for this from now until like the expansion pretty much. But they're just like, because of these, there's a huge outcry over the community. And um, I'll get that into, into a second with the PvP community. But because of like the huge outcry, they've essentially just we're like fuck it we're pushing these nerfs live and we'll tune it on the fly um and they're like also more nerfs inbound like this is just the first round we're gonna like throw this out there and it's like just you know um huge nerfs and then they're just gonna tune it from there and just like let the community kind of like play test it so who knows how that's gonna work but i think it's just one of those things where it was in such dire need of it that it's it, like people appreciate it and they appreciate them being transparent about it and saying like yes this is you know our first pass we're probably not going to get it right but like we're going to tune it in the future well i will say one thing bungie does try to do is they do try to they're active in tuning now sometimes they go way too far one way or the other but mm. you know oh yeah oh yeah they, they at least try sort of thing which i will give them credit to to some extent though there have been several things over the years that i've been like oh why would you do that yeah, but, like like oh. sleeper simulant and shit. Like it just there's things that become too powerful, and instead of tuning them like a little bit, they just fucking just like neuter them. Yep. Um. But let's move on from. Oh, stasis. I, I just wanted to, okay. I just wanted to like touch on one th with like the PvP community really quickly. So th there's like a lot of people that play Destiny strictly for the PvP. Like it's not as I as I said earlier. Like the PvP, like the player versus player, where you're actually playing directly against other you know players is not like like it is competitive and there is like this game mode called trials of osiris where you know it is like an end game pvp activity where it's like 3v3 elimination but it's not like it will never be like an esport the way like you know something like call of duty to a lesser extent but more like you know games like um half-life sorry not half-life uh, counter-strike like th that's like a pure shooter you know what i mean that's like a game like that will always be front focus in an esport while like destiny is not going to be taken as serious anyway barring like having said that there is a huge community behind the pvp side of things and you know there's people that just play this game 100 essentially for pvp like they'll play pve for like weapons but like they play you know 95 prominently pvp and it's like they're playing a game mode now that's just essentially completely broken so you had all these people that are like like this is my game like twitch creators youtube creators whatever 
where they're like i can't play my game like you know people don't want to watch me on twitch or youtube or whatever just getting constantly frozen like that's not fun for me that's not fun for my viewers i'm getting frustrated they're getting bored um that's not fun so you had like a bunch of people like leaving the community leaving destiny because they're like i can't play this game so like there was a bit of like as i was saying earlier there's like a bit of backlash a bit a lot of backlash and like the meme is just adapt so it's like just adapt so like anytime you get frozen just adapt um it's like oh yeah i should have played like i should i could have played around that like just like you know fucking making making a statement about it but anyway moving on i will let you segue are you sure anyways gameplay so leaving stasis behind so basically the short long and short is pve it's a lot of fun pvp not so much and has kind of ruined it so but let's start talking about things that they've changed overall for the game the quality of life improvements now uh let's start with a what would you say is the biggest thing that's changed with beyond light outside of stasis that is an improvement to the game or has dramatically changed the way you play one of the biggest things i would say are the improvement of seasons you talked about seasons a little bit earlier touched on it. it's kind of like there's like a battle pass there's like you know some kind of missions there's a storyline that gets drip fed to you over what three months yeah. there's you know it's just like it's like a mini content drop that kind of like it's like the theme and storyline for that season essentially it's like you know like 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 when this when the new season drops there'll be like a big cutscene that kind of sets up the storyline and then you kind of this storyline fits into the overall arch the overall arc of the uh, destiny storyline that you're going through which is like the beyond light expansion so it's like kind of like little mini arcs within this overlying arc and they're like 10 bucks right am i right in that 15 uh, like bucks? 10 15 12, bucks? 12 bucks or something yeah, yeah 12, you have 10, to buy 15, silver 12. and inside yeah. so there, i always get a bunch of silver left over or yeah some i actually did that this last season i was like i bought the silver where's the silver i'll buy it again i guess it didn't go through and then like found I, out i've done it, that before yeah, yeah. sometimes like, oh, you have great, to like quit well. your game before it shows up i'm ready for the next season yeah uh, exactly or like you yeah. fuck it whatever buy some cosmetic no no i'm like, ready for the next season i would never spend silver on a cosmetic in this game. I've, I've spent i've spent a little bit of silver I, on you know what? i just haven't seen anything that made me go oh yeah that's what i need yeah fair i bought i think i bought like there might be one out there i don't know i think i bought like a helmet ornament or something and like like i definitely bought the lord of wolves ornament when i love when i use lord of wolves all the time anyway so i would say that seasons originally when they first came like like the very first few seasons were like definitely like big events and mm -hmm. then um like the forsaken seasons and then they got kind of shitty like especially I mean, I guess it was like pandemic. I mean, it was like it's still going on, but like that was like peak pandemic, peak lockdown, where everybody was like, like moving to working from home, and like those, like those seasons, like seasons of arrivals and stuff like that, were like pretty damn bare bones. Like season of arrivals, the whole thing was like a public event. Like, yeah. like that that was everything. It was a public event and like Rasputin bunkers, which were just like a room that you killed enemies in. Like it, it was so nothing. The storyline was like. I completely Bad guys forgot are about coming. those bunkers, by the way. I completely forgot those were a thing I was thinking back. I'm like, okay, well, there was a public event. What was the other thing? And I, I completely and forgot the bunkers. And the bunkers were nothing. Exists. You would just yeah. go clear it once a day to, like, unlock a thing to do for the day. I don't know. It was it was, it was, was silly. And, like, the like you always get, like, exotics and new weapons and new armor and stuff. And I just remember being like, these like these are kind of bare bones. And I'm like, yeah. this is fine. Like, seasons are fine. Like, I kind of accepted that's that's what they were. Well, and I'm like, for 10 bucks, I was like, or 12 bucks, where I was like, yeah, it's fine. Well, like you said, I, the, I was forgiving because it was the pandemic and they were switching over probably to a work from home environment mm -hmm. for Bungie. Again, I don't know. I, I haven't 
I don't have any insight. For sure. I mean, it just affected everybody. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Got, you have to be realistic. Exactly. But um, I feel they've turned it around. I feel like the last couple seasons and have actually been pretty say, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Finish your thought and then I'll say no, probably yeah, that, the same well, that's, thing. That's what I was going to say was one of the best things is that now. So the that season of The Chosen ended with this uh, mission to get a beloved shotgun from Destiny 1 called Fellwinter's Lie. And then, oh, so this yeah. gun was in is in was in Destiny One, and you finally found out what fell into felt what why it was called Fellwinter's Lie, and there was like this pretty big twist at the end of the season. Um, I'm not gonna get into spoilers here, but like it was like a pretty solid twist where you're like, oh wow, and then like you know it tied into the lore of Destiny One, it tied into the storyline of the Rise of Iron expansion and the Iron Lords, it like tied into like the the Rasputin Warmind lore, like it was just a very cool end to the season, and I was like, can I ask a favor? Can, yeah. can you tell me what the twist was? I've completely forgotten. The twist was so uh Felwinter. Yes. Felwinter was an exo that it was revealed was created by Rasputin, who is um like an omnipotent war mind. Not an omnipotent, AI. but like AI, yeah. He's like an AI war like war mind. And he was created by Rasputin. And I can and like again, I'm paraphrasing here. So if I apologize if I get the exact details wrong. But so do you remember in Rise of Iron, the Iron Lords got all slaughtered by Siva? They all got like yeah. like like um shut into that thing. And then I think it was Ephrodite. Was it Ephrodite? Yeah. Or it was anyway. So she, they like shut the doors, blew up all the Siva, yada yada, all the Iron Lords died. So the twist was that Felwinter um under like um rasputin's uh orders like like lured them all there with siva so originally Felwinter was like oh like help us like defeat the siva but he was actually like fucking like he set it up and like lured them there to kill them all um and then i remember you fight you kill Felwinter at the end he's all siva fight and you kill him at the end of the the uh, why did he see he want to kill the iron lords i can't remember exactly because Rasputin's a dick. I don't know. Oh, I think. that last quote, by the way, I can't remember exactly. Pretty much sums up uh, most of the story in the Destiny so far. Yeah. Also, yeah, this mission happened seasons. like now, like almost a year ago. Probably a year yeah. ago. Now I did it. Pretty damn close to a year ago. So like, uh, my memory's a little hazy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so like that, I feel like that mission specifically almost ushered in kind of like this new storytelling, and like they had been improving it in small respects. The storytelling in Destiny, like the storytelling, the story of Destiny was always a meme where it was always like the like I don't have time to explain. Why I don't have time to explain. And like these memes of like the Destiny storyline being like buried in lore that you can't unlock in game, and now it's like they're finally taking all this rich lore. Like the lore in Destiny has always been so good. Mm -hmm. Like you look at any bite video and like Bife Bi is this YouTube creator that just goes super in depth in the lore and like you get the lore through like you know like the tool tips and like the flavor text of like weapons and exotics and whatever and there are actually lore books in the game now which is nice I think exactly. they introduced that with Destiny 2 it's been in there for a while but it, now with this current generation or destiny you can actually just start reading stuff while you're online it's great yeah exa exactly so they're, they're finally taking the lore and injecting it not only like can you read it in game because before you had to like go to mm -hmm. a website to read it so not only are they like putting it in the game so you can read it but you can also like it's also incorporated in the storyline so that finally instead of just having this kind of like opaque kind of like like a dull like whatever storyline that you're kind of barely following now they're actually finally like putting the storyline in front of you you're you're always hearing about all these big moments in destiny history i feel like you're finally living these debt like not to say that you didn't before like there was some obviously like forsaken you know uh the uh, red war 
yeah, Red War, whatever. Like, there are big moments. Like, don't get me wrong. But it feels like you're finally, like, living out some of these, like, really, like, they're, like, really moving the storyline forward. And you're getting these, like, storyline missions that, like, unfold as like we on the weekly resets the game resets on tuesday so you have like all your milestones reset all your loots reset for the next week that you can go grab again but like every two like so every tuesday like the storyline like the, there's a new storyline mission that progresses the storyline and they've been originally like in arrivals and stuff it was kind of done a little shitty where it's just like almost the same mission over and over again but now it's like really evolved where there are like different missions and there's like different um cut scenes different things and it is a lot of like whatever the kind of samey kind of like doing a checklist whatever you will but, have like, to do whatever the seasonal activity is at some point during each yes quest. which has been good there's always a big act yeah should, we should have mentioned that too it's like every season does have an activity that is associated with it there was like the public events menagerie you had like what was that vex one fucking i don't know whatever there's battlegrounds uh, season of the undying i can't remember what the thing yeah was it was called no uh, whatever and then there was like the yeah there's like that fact ones no interference was the other one i think interference was the public event one and then yeah then there was like like the one before that was like kind of like gambit which is kind of this one again but with a twist so like it, there's always like a like a kind of match made activity that is kind of replayable like a horde mode it's always some iteration of a horde mode essentially and that and then let's the the weekly storyline gets you to play that so i think the, the the storytelling in destiny has really really improved with this seasonal model where it's not just like here's some new weapons here's like a new mission here's some yeah. new armor it's like actually like i'm engaged like i want to like it's almost like a TV show, you know what I mean? Where you want to watch week to week. It's like, I want to log in week to week to progress the storyline. And it's not just fluff. Like there is like, you know, you have Crow who is, you know, Aldrin Sov, who was an enemy of yours that got killed, is now resurrected as a guardian. So you have this like kind of like cool thing going where it's like this guy killed Cade, one of like the Vanguard. Yeah, one of the Vanguard. And, he, you know, now he's back in the mix as like a different character. And you have to kind of reconcile with like, this guy was a bad guy that that killed my friend. But and like now he and then he got killed for it. But now he's, you know, somebody else. and He's a good guy. So it's like, whatever, there's it's it's been done. Well, it's, well anyway, long story short, what, what do you think? What, what, what do you think they've improved? I would say the biggest improvement is to the clarity of storytelling. Uh, one of the faults I've had with Destiny since like day one in the first uh, in Destiny one, and we're playing technically Destiny two for the last three years, is that they they were very much just like yeah, go shoot these things and then go activate this thing, then shoot this big thing, and you're always like okay, cool, you know, I love doing this activity, but I don't remember, yeah, Vex are bad, Cabal are jerk, Fallen are bad, Hive are what, you know, like you never really had a clear idea of what to do, and not only. Oh, no, you had a clear idea of what to do, but you never knew your motivation. Like, you never had a reason to do it. And one of the things they've started doing last season, but have really picked up this year uh, since basically September, is you have a, every, as you mentioned, every season has sort of an overarching story. Uh, and But it's very clear. It's very clear what's going on. Like, last season was, you were basically the cabal, or this, uh, imagine your standard space warrior race, except they look like, space rhinos and little turtles they, they look like little space uh, turtles. rhinos turtles and little space rhino turtles. yeah you know what turtles is probably more accurate rhinos but you would think they'd have the horn but um so they're basically been an enemy since day one in destiny and now what happened was this leader of them their empress was all like i challenge you and as the guardian you go fight the challenge and you win obviously because you're a guardian and now there's sort of a truce between these two, between humanity and the Cabal. I mean, not like a fully acknowledged truce. You still shoot Cabal in places. But basically, what I, uh, sorry, what I'm trying to say is, is that before then, I didn't really 
care too much about why I was doing stuff. But now, I mean, caring might be a little excessive, but I at least understand. I understood. There's motivation. It, there's the, the exactly. I, you, you said I, it earlier. You do, like now. There's motive. Uh, there's motivation behind what you're doing. Very like a very strong push narratively. Yes, and. Yeah, I think that's got to be the biggest improvement to the story, is the clarity of why you're doing it. Like, oh, someone's trying to kill Zavala. Zavala's basically a mission giver who's kind of like the leader of the Guardians. Lan uh, voiced by Lance Reddick? Voiced by Lance Reddick. And now this season, it's like, oh, the Vex have somehow infested the city with an evil program that's... Okay, and when I said there's clarity, I will say this season, it's a little like, uh, what? And now you're trying to do stuff to basically prevent, it. like, even when it's not 100% clear. And now we have, like, a clear. truce with, like, the Fallen, too. So, like, that's pretty cool. You have, like, Fallen all around your, like, social space, like, uh, an enemy race. The Elixni, if you will. Yes. Long story short, I think that the story is better. That's been a significant improvement uh, since the start of the season. Not necessarily because they've gone to a larger scale or a smaller scale stories, but more they're presenting it in a clearer way. And overall, like, things have improved. Like, now, another thing I wanted to touch on as we, like, as a, I don't know if improvement is the right term for this, but they introduced weekly challenges last season. And what this is, is it used to be, let's take a step back. If you want cosmetics, you generally have to use something called Bright Dust or you buy silver. Now, Bright Dust you can get through the game doing various acti activities. And in the past, it was like weekly bounties and certain extra bounties would give you Bright Dust. And it was something you accumulated over time and then you would spend on like uh, uh, to make your armor look a little different or to make your weapon look a little different. These improvements aren't game improvements. They don't make you shoot better or whatever. They're purely cosmetics. And that's what Bright Dust was for. Now, last season and this season, what they introduced are these weekly challenges, which are sort of like kill 50 of these guys, get like long scale things that would take you a little while to work on, but you could definitely finish within a week that give you Bright Dust for doing it. And I, I, I like it because when I play Destiny, I find I need to have a reason to do something. I, if, I can't just dick around in it. I can't just be like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to shoot guys because why not like i need to be working on a bounty i need to be working on a and now these challenges mean that pretty much whenever i play i've got at least one or two things i could be doing and i think that's a great improvement because destiny's one of destiny's faults is is that since it's very repetitive it's very easy for that repetitive nature to become unfocused you're like okay well i'm doing strikes and i've done the weekly bounties for uh pinnacle gear but you know like it you don't really have a net in the past you didn't really have a reason to keep playing after a certain point after you've done probably about halfway through a quote season but even before there were seasons it was like you didn't really have a, a reason beyond getting pinnacles and just sort of like ambling through it but now you have stuff that you can be constantly working on all the time including longer term challenges where you're like okay you know i've got to go do a bunch of uh lost i've got to do a bunch of this so I think that's actually one of the biggest improvements since last season is the weekly challenges because it keeps me engaged. It keeps you as a player wanting to do it, mm -hmm. wanting no. to play. Also, yeah, I you summed it up perfectly. The only thing I'm going to add to that is another thing that I do like about it, and you touched this on this in like a roundabout way, is that it does push you into certain directions. It's like me, like me, I don't personally play a lot of Gambit, like which is like the kind of PvEVP game mode where it's like a little bit PvE, a little bit PvP, and like I don't play a bunch of that. But it's like because of these challenges, because of these weekly challenges, it will make you try out some things that you don't maybe generally do. Like even mm -hmm. things where it's like we 
didn't do it, but we have dipped our toe in um, Trials of Osiris, but it's like there are Trials of Osiris ones, there's like Nightfall ones, so it's like even if you maybe don't necessarily play PvP, or even in PvP, it's like play like mayhem it's like i wouldn't generally play mayhem but because it's a weekly challenge i would give mayhem a try like i would give elimination a try like whatever it pushes you a little bit into maybe some things that you generally wouldn't play that you you know because you are playing it you know for a one-off or like just like a couple times you have a good time doing it. you're like yeah i don't love mayhem all the time but like to play for this challenge for like five six matches has been great yeah uh and like I said, it's. I think the biggest thing that they've improved since Beyond Light dropped is focus. Like, you now, from the story, you know what you're doing. From the weekly challenges and bounties, you now have a reason to do things. Especially as you quite rightly mentioned, I should have mentioned, you're doing things you don't necessarily do. You're kind of like, it's easy to fall into a rut in Destiny. It's like, okay, I'll jump on and do strikes, because that's just what I know how to do, and it's fun, and it's whatever. But, you know, after I've done so many strikes, but now, as you said... It's exposing you to different parts of the game. So I would say overall, focus is the big improvement. I, I would I would 100% agree with you that actually that is probably the best thing. Like it's it like no matter what you want to say about Destiny, like it is fucking tight right now. Like mm -hmm. they know what they're doing. Like even though, you know, they're not always on track 100% of the time. It's like, like I, like they, I respect where they're at right now. I respect yeah. where Bungie's at. It's not perfect. It's not a perfect game. Do not get me wrong. I'm not saying it's in the best place it's ever been in. Not like, I'm just saying, eh. I kind of feel like it debatable. might be actually yeah, debatable. I think it might but be as far as focus right goes. Now. You're one hundred percent right. They have focus, and that um, was always a big issue for me with the game. Yeah, but before we move on, though, as far as story goes, there are two things I want to quickly touch on. One are the raids, and then two are the uh, exotic missions that have come out before we move on, because those are both really key points. As far as raids go, I'll just speak uh, quickly on that, because I know you haven't done um, a bunch of them, but we did get a brand new raid called uh, Deepstone Crypt, which we did do day one uh, contest mode, which we didn't get too far. We got to the first boss, which was fucking tough on contest mode i have gone back and beaten it and let me just say it's definitely not their best raid but it is a damn fun raid it's it's got a good pace it's got great mechanics that you know build like the mechanic builds off of itself as you go through the raid with like the operator and the scanner buffs great bosses there's the uh platforming part in between like in the middle of the raid if you're ever going to do it for the listener um make sure you have your music on because it is some of the most not only the most beautiful music i've heard in destiny but just some of the most beautiful music ever it's like goddamn bungie i'm I, i'm not trying to be out here crying in the middle of a raid like it's absolutely beautiful like you're platforming in between these two parts of a space station so you're essentially in space, kind of like jumping in between, like on, on the under underside of a space station. And there's just this beautiful, I forgot what it's called. It's called the something lullaby, the deep stone lullaby or something like that. And it's just this beautiful music that you're just playing as you're floating through space. And it's like very ambient. It's very soft. It's very sparse. It's very kind of like not echoey, but like it's like just got this kind of like, like richness to it, this fullness. And it's just it's it's incredible it's just an incredible incredible moment very fun raid as i said great mechanics the i feel like the last boss was kind of okay whatever having said that they also just re-released first raid from destiny one the vault of glass they just re-released that i did that contest mode as well with our other friend mr p friend of the podcast we only got to the first boss again because of contest mode which um, makes you intentionally under leveled i so i haven't jumped back into the vault to beat it um i hear it is you know pretty easy to do if 
especially if you're like a veteran and you've done it before. So I'm excited to finish the Vault of Glass. Haven't done that yet. Just been, you know, life got in the way, but that was released last weekend. But yeah, and then as far as exotic missions go, you had the exotic mission for Hawkmoon, not last season, but the season before that. You got the Destiny exotic re-release of Hawkmoon, which is a hand cannon. That that exotic mission was pretty fucking good. Um it wasn't like the best thing ever, but I'm like, yeah, like this was a shit ton of fun, it had replayability. Uh Hawkmoon had random rolls on it for perks. So you could like, you know, redo the mission multiple times for, you know, there's collectibles that you needed for triumphs and achievements and whatever so they had a replayability but then i'll throw this one to you sam they released presage or presage we can never say that right yeah I'll, I'll throw that at you like that was for me a huge moment where i was like holy shit this game's good yeah presage was a lot of fun i think overall that the raids have improved and uh i mean i don't do a lot of raiding just because it takes so long and i'm i, it's, I don't know uh, but if they've done, if they are of the same quality as these exotic, uh, what do you, I guess seasonal missions is what you would call them? Is I would call them exotic missions, seasonal exotic missions. Yeah, sure. except you know what, this one, uh, whatchamacallit, the one for this season is not an exotic mission, it's just a seasonal mission. Mm, I mean, we've only done it this one week though, it could evolve, I don't know, I feel like there's something more with this, what, what's it called, expunge? I feel expunge, like yeah. with this season, with this season's exotic mission or seasonal mission or whatever you want to call it, I feel like there's more to it, I feel like something's going to happen with this mission. You're you're probably right, and it does, I think there's something, that, uh, one of the Triumph suggests there's like seven versions of it or something like that, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, maybe it's starting to, but I Let's would say- Bungie loves to fucking have replayability, and if there's replayability, there's going to be some sort of reward. I don't know if it's going to be an exotic, but I feel like there's there's something with this expunge mission. Yep. And so I think those are great improvements because they're giving more of a PvE, uh, which I prefer in Destiny, than a uh, thing to do. So overall, I would say that along with storyline and sort of just gameplay focus they've also added a lot more sort of interesting environments and unique missions and locations which is an improvement over the thing you can definitely tell that they sort of from the first if you want to call it the pandemic year they started working on stuff and then in the last like six months or so almost well almost a year now really uh they've definitely kicked it up a notch so to speak which a couple notches couple notches i, I just really I, I just want to kind of delve into just really quickly a little bit about presage because i think it, it would be a disservice because to me i think that's like as far as like content goes, I think that's some of the best content in Destiny, not just for this that season, not just for this expansion, but I think ever. I think that is a damn near masterpiece of a mission. Essentially, what the mission is, is you get like a distress call from a guardian who's on a ship. Um, you land on the ship with your two other friends or like it's a three-man mission. You can do it by yourself or two friends. It's not super hard. There's also a harder version of it. But essentially, this this mission unfolds where it's almost like a fucking horror video game. It's almost like a dark space with, um, you know, there are light puzzle mechanics to get through this ship. But it's, it's like, it's almost like a horror game, like the ambience, the sound, the look, the lighting, like everything about this, it's like, it's like a horror game. You have like these explodey uh, screams, these exploding kind of things that crawl at you super quick out of nowhere. You have this kind of, what would you call that? This kind of fungal tree 
business going on what what, what would you kind of call this? this is like almost a virus of this like fungal tree that's just like kind of infested its way through the ship you make your way through the ship there's like a big boss fight and then you find the guardian that sent you the distress call, distress call this guy's like essentially fucking like crucified on this fungal tree kind of stuff and like that's how the mission ends and then not only is this mission excellent but you get one of the most insane guns as of late out of this mission called the dead man's tail which is like a fast firing um scout rifle so i i just i cannot shout out this mission more i think it, it was just some of the most fun i've had in the game like other than like uh, like the only thing i can compare it to recently like that would be of that caliber would be like fucking prophecy like I, I would say like those two are like as far as like you know fun level mechanics whatever I'd say those are like on par with. Yep, they've definitely improved their unique missions or sort of side missions thing, which brings me to I guess the final thing I want to bring up about Destiny is one of the things that uh, it sells itself as is free to play. Now, but with free-to-play, you don't have access to everything. So I guess the question I would have, because there's probably some, uh, I was about to say viewers, listeners, listeners who don't play Destiny. Also, it just went cross-play this week. Very minorly for a small part of it. Yes, like a a very small test rollout. Yeah, Yeah. it's like a test. And so I guess the question I want to posit to you is, if somebody's thinking about playing Destiny, is is it worth it to try free to play? Like, is it worth trying? Or do you think if you're not, you don't know if you want to spend money, is it worth even like beginning to play? Well, so the one thing we didn't talk about is how they did sunset a bunch of content. And essentially what that means is a bunch of like, it makes sense in the storyline, a bunch of the solar system got essentially blown up, but a bunch of, you know, campaigns like the original vanilla destiny kit Two campaign, a bunch of destinations like Mars and Titan and Mercury. Mercury, Sure. There's just like IO. IO. Yeah. A bunch of places got destroyed that you can't go to anymore. So you can't do all those strikes. Uh, you can't do all those missions. You can't do all those storylines. You can't have those PvP maps for the most part. There's still a few weird PvP maps that are still around from those places. But anyway, essentially, they cut out a bunch of content, and like most of that content was free to play stuff. Because before this sunsetting happened, a bunch of the free to play stuff was like older campaigns, like Vanilla Destiny was um, the Warmind campaign. What was the other one? The fucking Curse of Osiris campaign, which, I mean, I use campaign lightly. It was like probably like three missions. I can't remember exactly. But a lot of that stuff got can't uh shit candle and just like to essentially just deleted from the game um and there's a bunch of reasons for that but uh, we're not going to get into that now i think before it was really worth the free-to-play tag i would barely call it a free-to-play game now i would almost call mm-hmm. it like a free-to-try game because yeah. wh- what i touched on earlier was there is this new light mission which is essentially if you were to just to pick up this game you were just to like download it off steam for free or download it off the playstation store or the xbox store whatever for free you start playing it like the game is obviously massive like like we've been with this game now since since destiny one so we get the mechanics we get the you know the economy but like coming into the game it's insane so there is this kind of quest line with a few missions and like you know kind of with a few um missions and uh quest steps or whatever to like guide you in a first kind of you know taste of the whole game 
that's all free and like you know you can play a bunch of crucible matches you can play some strikes you can play like uh, go to some destinations but like the core stuff you're not going to be able to play like you're not going to be able to like really level up your character past a certain point you're not going to be able to get any of the new loot so i would say free to try is almost like a better thing and i would say yeah it's absolutely worth like i mean it's free right so like if you give it a try you're going to get like a solid i don't know at least five hours out of like the free to try and in that five hours you will 100 percent know if you that game is for you or not so i think it's valuable yeah i, I basically agree with you though i'm not going to give it quite such a strong thumbs up i feel like destiny is a game that's been out for so long and everyone sort of knows about it enough in the video gaming community or even people are just uh, sort of like interested in video game lightly and not don't really get deep into the uh various subreddits and what have you i figure it's the kind of game where yeah it's free to try and i'm basically going to agree with you you play it for a few hours and if you like it i would suggest buying it at that point because there isn't really much to do like it's been as you said like i like the fact you call it free to try not free to play because free to play makes it sound like oh you know it's like you play the game but you pay for cosmetics like a warframe and this is really just like here's a very small slice of the game and none of the story or content really i don't even think you get if like if you if you don't buy a seasons pass you can't do the seasonal activities can you? i believe so correct yeah yeah and it's just like yeah but but like like at that point it's like if you've played five hours of the game and you want to play more it's 100 percent like drop it like it's worth yeah. it to drop the money for beyond light and the most current season and then and then you're gonna have access to like like now they're me being more generous with like the seasonal stuff it's where i think for like a year you can do the seasonal content before it was like once the season like seasons last three or four months once the season was done you can't do anything from that season now they're being a little more generous where i think it's like three like from the past three seasons you can do all the activities and whatever mm -hmm. i still see the wrathborn hunt thing yeah exactly that, sure, which yeah. i'll never do another wrathborn as long as i live i would unless if there, there was, was like a reason i was about to say unless there was like something specific like hey guardian dust off that wrathborn lure i don't know why why the drifter would want me to do it but here we are but yeah i i i, I like as i said i it's it's fine like i did you can as like a veteran player pick up the new light campaign and play it through as like a new not like you're still your character but like you are playing through that like kind of like what a new character would play and just for just for a laugh i did do that whole quest line and it's like relatively meaty there's like you have to do like oh you got to do like nightfalls you got to do like a whole bunch of strikes you got to do like a whole bunch of different crucible like you have to do like clash you got to do like rumble you got to do like a bunch of different like crucible modes and like if you want to finish that quest line it does take a while now sorry a quick question for you so do like quest line free yeah yeah yeah. the new like quest oh, lines free yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can pick it up good. like you know you know where the postmaster is in the tower yeah yeah it's oh, like I, straight I, I, to the I, I know where i know where to pick it up i was just like i was never quite 100 percent clear whether if you download the game do you just play a little bit or you play the entire new like question oh, that's good that's that, I'm and, glad and as that a new is. player i literally like i have no idea what specifically is locked out to you like obviously i know like the seasonal stuff and like beyond light stuff is locked out to you but i don't know how far they go like and i know like the exotics that come with that expansion obviously you'd have to pay for like for the uh mm -hmm. like it's included in the price tag for beyond light or the season or whatever but i i literally don't know like i don't know if like you can just go to the moon and like walk around or if like you can like go to europa and just walk around and do bounties like i don't know if it's strictly like you cannot even set foot on europa or if it's like you can't do storyline missions so i can't i have like a like a generally educated idea of what it is but i don't know specifically how 
like locked out you are. So as I said, free to try. It's free. Like it's going to be worth it. Like if you play the game and you don't like it, cool, delete it. It's not going to get better. It's it's not going to change from that small slice you're I, playing. I would say, uh, yeah, I would say give it give it a solid like three four hours and if you hate it after three or four hours it's probably not going to get much better after that yeah okay so that's the perspective of the thing and the last thing i just want to touch on and uh briefly from both of us i'll start if you don't mind uh what do i think of the future like where do you think destiny is and how do you think it looks for the future and i'd say it's looking good destiny had a bit of a slump there with the after the start of destiny 2 and the next two expansions slowly improved but i will find Beyond Light, for all the issues with Stasis, did at least try something new, and I'm hoping that every expansion brings something Absolutely. of yes. that scale. Yeah, you know, it's like Destiny had at that point been about uh, I'm gonna say five years, six years, five years since it came out. Uh, no, six years because we had 2014. Am I right about that? Eh, I should have written this down somewhere, but I didn't. <laughs> so, but it'd been out for like five years, and not really much had changed. Little quality of life improvements, changes in the interface, and yeah, the story moved thing, but it hadn't really done a lot. And Stasis, while problematic as hell in PvP, is definitely fun to use in PvE, and is at least it's a big change. So fun. And the season, way they're doing seasons now with weekly challenges and seasonal story missions and stuff like that. Like, it feels like Destiny's in a good place. And I'm cautiously optimistic for the future, though I am really annoyed at how long they're dragging out this Savathun enemy. That's, like, been just... Come on, man. Just... It's the next expansion, isn't it? Am I right about that? I feel like the next expansion yeah, the, is the like Witch the Queen. Next it's big queen. gotta be. Yeah, Witch Queen is gonna be the yeah, next, it, next it, big expansion. It's so annoying. So... If you're looking for a very coherent storyline that moves forward, maybe not the best thing for you, but if you're looking for action and a game that's in a solidly good place right now and you like the idea of a looter shooter, and one thing I will say is, though, the game, especially if you're starting out, does require a grind. Like, it's not something you could just dip your toe in once in a while. You, if you want to get the most out of the game and do the end game content, you need to realize it is a commitment. So that's the only thing I would say. I... I yeah, don't it's, think it's not like you're gonna start and then like like you know twenty hours later you're gonna be like yeah, yeah I have everything like you're not I'm like a week to... later going like oh, okay now I'll do raids like it'll be a solid month or so of grinding before you get to that level and I will say that is the one thing that prevents me from making this an absolute oh you all should uh, everyone who can play it right now should go out and play it is the fact that it's not a game for people who don't want to commit solidly to one game. Like if or if and there's very many reasons for that. Maybe they just don't like doing that when they play video games, or they don't have the time commitments and stuff like that, or the demands on their time, their work, family. Destiny is a game, unfortunately, that you have the more time you put it in, the better it gets, and that can be said about a lot of games. So with Destiny, is especially that. So overall, I like where it is, like where it's going, but I wouldn't recommend it to friends unless they were like, "Oh, I'm really interested in this, and I want to get hardcore into it." How about you? Yeah, yeah. Like just to build off what you said, it's like it's like a hobby. You know what I mean? Mm. Like Destiny is not a game that you are like, okay, like a new expansion dropped today. I'm gonna play it for like you know 20 hours for like the next two weeks, and then I'm just gonna put it down. Like it definitely is the type of game where like you want to play like a couple times a week. And don't get me wrong, there's 100% there's activities for like, hey, I I want to play Destiny all fucking day. There's activities for you. I want to hop on and play Destiny for an hour there's activities for you like you know what i mean there is mm -hmm. it respects your for the most part it's not perfect but it does respect your time like you are getting rewards for your time invested you are powering up you are getting new weapons you're getting new armor you're getting new exotics whatever etc 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 but yeah like you said it does involve like if you're going into this game you, you're pretty much 
like the average testing player is going to at least log on bare minimum like once a week for some point during the reset to do like the reset thing most destiny players i'm sure probably play a lot more than once a week daily is probably the average it would be interesting to see like just by purely not how much time but just how often people log in and i'm pretty sure the vast majority of dailies of destiny players are at least every other day if not every day logging in to just do a few things sort of thing. yeah yeah and like there, there's been a ton of times too where like i've literally just like i have like i'm kind of busy all day it's like i have an hour it's like fuck it i'll like log on quick like grab the bounties even if i don't finish the bounties it's like cool i can finish them tomorrow i know i have some time yeah. tomorrow just like grab some bounties you know if it's reset check the store to see if they're selling anything cool that week like hop on do you know the couple bounties that you can do daily whatever so yeah it 100 does um do that so yeah. i i i would as far as like like the like cautiously optimistic like you said is probably has been like my catchphrase for destiny since vanilla destiny one or since mm-hmm. since like the beta of destiny would it's you like now cautiously drop the cautious huh would you now drop the cautious is that what you're about to say no i would still say cautiously optimistic okay all right you're not gonna fully commit I, i'm no. there with you i agree no 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 oh i would say cautiously optimistic like i'm very like i'm cautiously okay i'll, I'll switch it to this cautiously very optimistic is that is that is that a little better that just feels like you're saying you're optimistic I, I, very I, I optimistic know. i don't like know. keen cautiously keen I'll say, um, um, I'm excited for the future. Um, like, if if Des- if if Bungie keeps going on along this path that they've kind of carved out for themselves, I see good things. Especially the most problematic thing has been stasis in PvP. Don't get me wrong. There's other things we haven't talked about. The transmog system, how that's overly yeah. complicated. How it, you know, it's overly grindy. It's, it's not a big deal one way or the other. To be honest, I find I, now that it's out, I'm like I'm indifferent to it. It, you get 10 free and then you can grind 10 more for the season and it's like people are losing their mind i'm like i don't like i don't think i'll ever transmog 20 pieces of armor in like my entire play, time playing destiny some mm-hmm. people want to transmog every single armor and like i get it that's how they want to play you're preventing them from doing that it's a lot of like a grind versus you know there's a huge grind for things slash you can just pay for it i think the way money. they should have done it is made it almost exponential it's like okay so it's hard at first to get them but the more you do the easier it becomes so if you've decided to commit to like oh i'm by the way transmogrification for people who don't know is basically yes when you get an armor it looks in a certain way like there's different armor sets there's many different pieces of armor and many different sets of armor but they all have like okay if it's like this type of armor it's going to look like this what transmogrification allows you to do it's like the the skills like the skills perks and and statistics behind armor differs between each piece yeah exactly and but what transmogrification allows you to do is if you've already seen like collected a piece of armor it doesn't matter if you kept it or not you can now take that piece of armor and make it a cosmetic for any other piece of the same thing. Like, let's say you had a chest piece you liked, but you didn't use, and you got rid of it like a year ago. It's still in your collections tab, and now you can, through this process, turn it into a cosmetic so you can take your current piece of armor and make it look like that armor. Yeah, it's uh, like if you if you get like right now a fucking yeah. a, a piece of armor drops that just has insane stats. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, these stats are perfect for my build, but it looks like absolute yeah. trash. You can be like, oh, cool. I'm just going to make it look like this other like piece of armor that I've un- unlocked. And like yeah. that process of unlocking that piece of armor now to be a cosmetic is overly complex involving three currencies and a whole like and like 
hours upon hours of grinding for like one piece. Or maybe not hours upon hours, but like yes. well, I mean, I mean, you have to do the like the bounty too. I mean, the bounties aren't hard, but they take time. It's it's over. If you want to like go through and like do all your armor, it's it's a arduous grind or very expensive for your wallet. Yeah, so it's not something that I think should be a factor in whether or not you're deciding to get this game. So I know I, I feel like we should we should you know got to mention it. Yeah, and we definitely covered it more than it deserves. And so, coming to the end of this uh, episode, I just want to say, like, I feel Dusty's in a good place. It's probably going to be, uh, hopefully, getting better. And I'm curious to see where it's going. And I think we should probably do another review once, uh, just before the drop of the next expansion, or maybe just after. Uh, like, the major expansion, not the next season. Yeah, I mean, like, d- like dude, we fucking, like, we love Destiny. That's essentially mm. how, like, our... We like I it. like Destiny a lot. I don't love it. I, love I will say I this. Well, at least, like, our friendship is essentially, like, built upon. Like, like you know, we, we knew each other at work, and we were, like, friendly at yeah, work. Yeah, we started playing Destiny together. Yeah. yeah, and, like, that's how we got to know each other better, is, mm. is, is originally playing Destiny Vanilla together. And that, you know, that led to playing a bunch of other games together, be it, you know, Division, Deep Rock Galactic. I mean, So, you know, two games uh also <laughs> don't 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 forget uh don't don't forget um it takes among two us? Uh... oh among us yeah among us but don't forget it takes two shout out to our previous episode check it out when you finish this one on it takes two our deep dive buffs and nerfs check us all out. right so i think as i watched this past Follow one hour and 23 minutes I want to thank all the listeners for listening. I want to thank you, Andrew, for being here and thank the fine people at Mind Refinery for helping us get into this way too deep a dive into Destiny 2's current state of it affairs. It shouldn't have been this deep, to be honest. I feel like I, I, I originally thought this was going to be like, yeah, we'll, it'll be like 40 minutes, maybe. Like, hopefully we can stretch it to an hour. Yeah, there was some rambling involved. Yeah, so everyone, thank you for listening. Have yourselves a good one. And shout out to Boyonetic for editing this and lasting this long Big as our editor. Boyan. And we will see you next time on Buffs and Nerfs. Uh, like, subscribe, and do all the various things you do. Follow myself. I am at Sam underscore last name, all spelled out, on Instagram. And uh, this is at L-A-N-C-A. E-L-A-E-N-C-I-A-E. At L-A-N-C-A. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, I don't do Twitter. M- what, what, else, what else am I on? MySpace? Um, OnlyFans, Friendster. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Follow, follow my OnlyFans. It's only it's for tasteful lewds. There's no nudes. I want to put that out there right now. It's tasteful lewds. And on that note, thank you for listening, and have yourselves a good one. Take care, everybody.